And welcome into the Rob and Kale Show. I'm Rob Sanders. Joining me this evening from the Upstate is my Rob and Kale Show. I'm Rob Sanders. Joining me this evening myself from the Upstate uh, is my jackpot. Listens to the feed there. Anyway, <laughs> welcome into the show. We're running a little bit late simply because uh, Windows 11 sucks and they change all the damn things. It's stupid. So yeah, there's that. Don't um, let him lie to you. He's still working off dial up, and uh, <clears throat> we didn't dial up. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. All right. Anyway, uh, special guest coming up here shortly. Uh, as uh, we roll along here this evening, it is rivalry week. Uh, we're gonna pick some games, but uh, we'll talk about our sponsors in a moment. Uh, shout out to everyone that's watching over there, including Nathan Medlin, who says 9 p.m. my ass. He needs to be calm because I will call his wife. Shout out to everyone over there in the YouTube comment section. Kirby's Visor, Roll Tide, Tiger Red Devil, Bulldog 7072, Rob D, Huffer, Billy Paul, Joe D, Billy, Baylor Man, Leonard Sarasota, Big Barney Ross, Brock <laughs> Lee, Senior Dog, Ray Bob. Tiger Red Devil, Bible Belt Beauties, Dwayne Wicker, Uncle Lou, Jay Shipes, Wet Blankets. Um, yeah, good evening. How's everybody doing? Hope you uh, got all your uh, Christmas stuff. Jarzy Bear, uh, Alex Stewart, TriStar, Todd Gwynn, Goose Sports. Hope that y'all got your uh, shit together for Thanksgiving because uh, stores all fixing to close and that. Kentucky Durbin, good evening. Back a lot. Mm -hmm. Nick Marshall's and Dan Cox in the house. All right. Well, we're going to get after it here. <clears throat> uh, Billy says he has COVID. Billy, get better. That's all I can say on that. If you got that the COVID, sucks. it does suck. All right. Anyway, um, so we're going to get after it this evening. We're going to uh, – Nathan wants to know if you're a fan again. Well, he's wearing an Oregon State hat, sir. Yeah, I'm a football fan tonight, so yeah. Yeah. I'm always a football <laughs> I mean, fan. You're, you're back in it. I mean, you're you're gonna you're gonna be giving the Gamecocks your full throated endorsement this weekend, right? Absolutely. Okay, well, that's what I thought. All right, anyway. Um so with that, we'll go ahead and get started with our picks before our guest arrives here. And we're gonna talk about our sponsors in a moment. Uh we'll get to them momentarily. Let's uh Let's take care of uh, our picks first, Jackpot. First game we have on the list here is Washington and Washington State. Washington's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, which way are you rolling there, buddy? Uh, before I get that one, uh, Sir UGA, uh, yes, the picks are due Saturday morning this week, just like normal. No, uh, None of the Friday games are included in this. So we got Washington State and uh, Washington Apple Cup. Uh, and that, um, let's see, what was our line on that game? I'm sorry. Uh, it's two and a half, two and a half. Uh, towards, towards Washington. That's at Washington state. That's a 1030 game. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to roll with Washington in that one. Uh, I, yeah, I think they've got a little bit more to play for there. They've looked good when I've watched them this year so. Uh, I'll roll with them. I know um, 
Washington State has been kind of a turd in the punch bowl for some good teams, but uh, as far as covering numbers, not really as far as upsets. But, yeah, I would roll with the Washington Huskies and Michael Penix Jr. Yeah, I, I like Penix Jr. too, um, and I'm going to take Washington. Uh, Tennessee at Vanderbilt. Tennessee is a 16-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, I don't know why they're a 16-and-a-half-point favorite, Jackpot. Maybe you can help me with that. I mean, if you give up 63 points and Vanderbilt has more SEC wins than you do in November, how is Vanderbilt a 16-and-a-half-point dog? I don't get it. I don't know, though. That make any sense. Uh, I heard <clears throat> through the grapevine that they plan on checkerboarding the stadium. Again, yeah. So um, I think that um, I think they recover from that ass whipping. Uh, believe it or not, I think he gets his team together. Um, I think Joe Milton. When we've seen Joe Milton play this year, I mean, he had played a lot. He's played pretty good. He's improved a lot over what he did last year. I mean, he looked like absolute just sour ass in the couple of games that he started for him last year. So. Um, you know, Vanderbilt, it's been a cute little story. Um, you know, it's kind of something like Kansas, but I, I think that uh, the balls will roll in this game. Um, I don't trust Jeremy Pruitt, or I don't trust Jeremy Pruitt, Josh Heupel. If you have a J in your name and you coach Tennessee, I just don't trust you. So, with that, uh, I do like what Mark Lee is doing. What's up, Ziggy? Uh, I do like what Clark Lee's doing there at Vanderbilt. He's actually trying to build a strong program and not running a gimmick bullshit offense. I'll take get the 16 and a half. Uh, another game with some playoff possibility things uh, flying around it. Notre Dame at Southern Cal. Notre Dame is getting six and a half points on the road. Notre Dame's getting six and a half at Southern Cal. Yes, sir. Yeah, I um I, I don't I don't trust Southern Cal. I think running back uh, the Travis Dye, I think he's still out. Um, I think they exhausted a lot of uh, energy there uh, coming from behind. What's he barking at? Come in. Um, I think they exhausted a lot of energy um, last week coming from behind against UCLA. This is a big rivalry spot. Uh, I like Notre Dame to cover the spread in this one. Uh, and, and it wouldn't shock me at all if they won. <clears throat> I kind of feel the same way, but to quote uh, to quote someone else on YouTube, they ain't nobody played anybody. That's kind of how I feel about Southern Cal. They really played anybody. I think Southern Cal may get their, their teeth kicked in this week, so give me Notre Dame. Bulldog1776 with a super chat says, uh, appreciate y'all's channel. Happy Thanksgiving. Well, happy Thanksgiving to you, sir. Thank you. I appreciate right, that. <clears throat> Next matchup is the Iron Bowl. Jack, we're going to sound like we're old with this, but do you remember when the Iron Bowl mattered? No, it doesn't really matter now. Auburn's a 21. Yeah, I think the last time it mattered was like 2017. Yeah, I mean, Auburn's a 21 and a half point dog in this game. You know, how was I listening to earlier? And they were talking about this could be the last time we see Bryce Young and uh, Anderson and all those guys for Alabama. Because they're not going to play in the bowl game. No. So this be the last time we see them, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. I, I This one in Tuscaloosa, um, Cadillac Williams and his crew play with house money. I don't trust them, though. Uh, a, 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 a 
patchwork coaching staff <laughs> going up against Nick Saban. Uh, give me Alabama, the Tide, to roll in this one. I think they win this game anywhere between 24 to 28 points. Uh, yeah, at home, I think they'll win big. I think this, the Iron Bowl is the Super Bowl for Young and all those guys, so I'll take Alabama minus 21 and a half. Up next is Oregon and Oregon State. Oregon is giving up seven points, Jackpot. Which way are you rolling in this game? Yeah. Um, home game uh, in Corvallis. I got to go with the beef. They're a preliminary or a preliminary, a perennial uh, fly in the ointment. Um, and that would not shock me at all either uh, to see them knock Oregon off. Um, they've been knocked down a peg or two as well anyway, I think. What are they? Are they even ranked in the top 15 anymore? Uh, I think they're like, I can't remember. I got to look at the, the rankings, but the rankings don't really matter at this point. But, you know. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm taking the B. That, would, that wouldn't shock me either if they won that game either. They, they've they've uh, really come along as a program the past couple of years. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Beavers here. Um, I think that they're they've been a, a top twenty five fringe top twenty five team all year. They're just solid. They really are. I like their running back too. So I'm gonna take Oregon State plus the seven. They uh, Deshaun Fenwick is that the one you're referring to? I believe so. Yes, sir. You know where he's right. built from. He is he's Will Muschamp built. Yeah. Well, in that case, I'm taking Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Shit, Louisville versus Louisville versus Kentucky. Kentucky is getting uh, giving up four and a half. Um, in honor of Big Barney Ross, I don't think Kentucky's going to win this game, but I'm going to take Kentucky anyway in honor of Big Barney Ross because you can't pick anything with – I mean, a Louisville loss in his mind is a win for the country. So in honor of my buddy over there, give me the uh, the Wildcats. Um, do you know if uh... – do you know if Malik Cunningham came back? Did he did he come back for Louisville last week when they won against uh, NC State? I'd have to check and see, to be honest with you. The guy behind him is not that bad. I, I don't know. It seems – well, see, Clemson, past two years, they've benefited from Cunningham going out in both those games, especially last year. That guy, he blew his wheel out and ended up that far uh, from beating them. Uh, last year, or last week, or two weeks ago, um, you know, they went out at halftime. Um, so they, they've benefited from that shock if they get some good luck to roll their way. Uh, well, it's not really good luck, but you, you get what I'm saying. Um, Will Levis's last game at home, I, I mean, they, you know, I mean, played Georgia pretty tough last week. <clears throat> they've kind of owned this rivalry of late. Um, and you know, a win for Kentucky would mean that a seven and five regular season, so six and six is you know, it's 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 a big deal, kind of. So, I'm gonna roll with uh, with Mark Stoops and the boys uh, to cover here and get the get a win in the uh, Commonwealth Cup or uh, Michigan. This is called the game, by the way, Michigan at Ohio State. Uh, Michigan is getting seven and a half points, you know. The more and more I look at this game, jackpot, the the Michigan Michigan's built on their defense, right? And it's supposed to be kind of a rebuilding year for them. So, but when you look at who they played offensively, none of those teams are flying off the page as like, all right, this is a great <laughs> offense. But 
Ohio State is they're built with this great offense, but you look at the defenses that they played against, and they hadn't been really, really good either. Both of them kind of played like uh like they were looking ahead last week. So this game's been hard for me to figure out. Uh, but I think I'm gonna take Ohio State at home, and I think they're gonna cover. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Ohio State as well because I, I don't know if Blake Corum is going to uh, play at running back for Michigan. We, we don't know. He, that status is up in the air. So either, he, either he's going to play or he's not going to play. Uh, that makes a difference. But even if he is going to play, he's he's been injured. So I don't know that he's going to be as effective. Um, so at home, um, Ohio State's defense has tightened up. I think uh, Ohio State has a better quarterback play. I think they have better skill position players on the outside, and I think that's where the difference is going to be made. I think Michigan. I, I think Michigan has. I, I, I think Michigan might slightly have the edge defensively, but that home field advantage is what's going to get it over the top for me. So I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to roll with the old Buckeyes there. <laughs> All right, so we both like them. Next matchup is Georgia and Georgia Tech. Georgia is a 31-and-a-half-point favorite over their friends from Atlanta. Yeah, well, we've seen Georgia this year. It, they have um, they've shown up and, and played pretty well uh, in the important games that they've needed to show up and play really well in. Uh, in some of the, the Midland games against wet fart teams, they just play with their food and um, don't really win impressively. Georgia Tech's been looking better. Uh, so I, I'm i not going to lay those points with the dogs. Uh, I'm going to take the nerds to cover that. Well, uh, you mentioned playing with their food. Here's the thing. It's like... Georgia could beat them by 60 points. Yep. They could. If they really put their head to it and decided, hey, you know, this is what we want to do. But in the end, I think that – I just think that Kirby's going to get bored and it's going to be like the Tennessee game where he's just like, ah, we'll just run the ball. Just get the hell out of here. We don't really care about the uh, the season. That's just a shit ton of points. Not that Georgia couldn't cover it. I just wonder if if they're going to. So I'm going to take uh, Georgia Tech plus 31 and a half. Next matchup is Wake Forest at Duke. Uh, Wake Forest is a three and a half point favorite. Uh, which way are you going there, Jackpot? Both teams are seven and three, I believe. Yeah, I've I got to go with the team that I – where is this game at? It's uh, at Duke. Yeah, I, just by virtue of that, I'm going to go with Duke. Uh, I mean, Duke has looked better uh, to me of late. I know um, Wake Forest got to win last week, but I mean the fruit is the fruit is limited. Um, they're they're uh, you know they had some injuries, you know, lost some vitamin C, uh, and uh, you know Duke looked pretty good, almost coming from behind to uh, force <laughs> overtime at Pitt would have given them their eighth win on the year. So go on ahead and give me Mike Elko and the uh, the Duke Blue Devils to cover uh, against Wake Forest. Yeah, I I, uh, I think that 
I mean, I want to agree with you, but I still think Wake Forest is a better team. But the big thing with them is that Hartman turns the ball over. He really does a lot. Yeah. And with that, I, I'm I'm going to go and, with and, and Duke. And Duke uh, likes to force turnovers. All you have to do is look at their game against Miami to tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point, Jackpot. Still like Wake, though. All right, next game is uh, we're going to do the Kale Hall shitter here. Old Dominion versus South Alabama. What the fuck? Uh, Old Dominion's getting 16 and a half. Yeah. yeah if you've looked, just looked at the scores and kind of and kind of, and kind of followed ODU this year, um, they uh, have kept it halfway close against some of the better teams in the Sun Belt. Um, yeah, uh, knocked off Coastal Carolina. Uh, South Alabama, if they win, they could win. And if Troy loses and they win, they could make it to the uh, Sun Belt West uh, part of the uh, Sun Belt Championship game. But I still like ODU uh, to cover there on the road. Plus, plus, I have a really cute puppy for a mascot. Well, I don't know if he's a puppy or so much of a puppy anymore. He was three months ago when they played Virginia Tech or, or Virginia. All right, well, I, I'm going to go with South Alabama. I don't know enough about Old Dominion to uh, to go with that one. So, All right, so we mentioned our special guest. And, of course, the last game we're going to pick is the Palmetto Bowl. Um, and with that, let's see if this is going to actually play here. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, fresh out of the gulag, we, we welcome in the comrade. Mike Tabreski. Mike, what's up, sir? How are hello, you? Hello, hello, hello. I was told the show needed a Gamecock fan since Cal went ahead and, and left the coop. So here I am. Here I am to support wow. the Gamecocks in all their glory. First of all, let's, let's, let's be honest here. Jackpot didn't really leave the coop. He was just pissed off for a little bit. Yeah, that's all. Well, I mean, we all get that way. I understand. I, I got a kind of secondhand information, so secondhand story about Kale's uh, a video there. But you know, everything is fine now. Exactly. Everything is good. <clears throat> all right. Well, before we pick the Palmetto Bowl, we want to thank our sponsors really quick here: uh, Callaway's Bar and Grill out in West Columbia, Highway One Diagonal from the Walmart. If you want to go and watch the game with a shit ton of South Carolina fans, and there's there's Clemson fans there as well. Go by and check them out. They're going to be open. If, if you're a true drunk, you can go by tomorrow on Thanksgiving Day. Have a drink with my friend Jules. She'll be there by herself for the majority of the day. Good but uh, you can go and uh, hang out. Hey, just being honest. <clears throat> anyway, Callaway's Bar and Grill, callawaysbarandgrill.com. And uh, finally, Dennis Wilson from DNC Trucking and Transport, who said to remind our good friend, the comrade here, that in the history of this show – which the comrade and I started this show a long time ago. South Carolina has never beaten Clemson in football. Is that the mayor of Gaston? He's the mayor of Gaston, correct? He is the mayor of Gaston, but he wants to remind you that uh, you support a shit program and you run around yelling go Cox a lot, but in reality, you're just a shithole. He told me to make sure I reminded you of that. And then the stuff we've got here with, uh, with our good buddy Carolina Jackpot, Jackpot, tell us a story, sir. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, it sucks to be a Gamecock. Um, we're still uh, feeling our oats and thumping our chests over our big 25-point win 
uh, over an overrated Tennessee team. Uh, unfortunately for us, uh, reality is going to come not not knocking at our door like an Amazon delivery man at high noon on Saturday. Uh, we'll be lucky to uh, score seven points, and uh, we'll be lucky to hold uh, my hero uh, and my favorite Clemson Tiger, Will Shipley, under 200 yards on the ground. It always, as always, excuse me, it sucks to be a Gamecock. Go Tigers. Uh, that is just outstanding. And all of that is just Thank absolute you. fact there. But I wanted to bring the comrade in this evening to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, let we go back and forth a little bit on this and maybe some uh, some Gamecock and Clemson memories if we had some of those. But we have to pick the game first. Uh, Jackpot, what's your rundown on this matchup? And then we'll get our guest. Okay, so our line over here is a 13-and-a-half point <clears throat> line. Is that correct? Uh, yes, 13-and-a-half. Okay, well, uh, let me let me break that one down. Well, I'm going to go on ahead and take the Gamecocks to cover that. Um, yeah, I, I think this, is, this, this has got to be, um, you know, th th this is sort of a, uh, a pivotal game. Uh, for Shane Beamer and his young career here at South Carolina. Um, yeah, it's very similar, very similar to last year's matchup. Um, but I think South Carolina has a lot more talent uh, receiving-wise. They got a lot more more talent outside than they did last year. Uh, I also think they have more talent at the quarterback position, obviously, than last year. Um this, the, the, the Marshawn Lloyd, Christian Bill Smith injury thing. I don't know how that's going to play out. And frankly, I, I mean, I'm not worried about it. After, you know, what we saw last week. Um, now, I don't know if that type of offense is going to be as effective uh, against that Taylor front seven. Probably not. Probably going to have to mix it up a little bit more. I think uh, South, Carolina need, South Carolina needs to strike early. South Carolina needs to strike fast and get on top and, and make Clemson play from behind, which they're not used to doing. Um, they, you know, they they need to get some pressure. Got to get some some pressure from that defensive line uh, on the ukulele because we've know if the ukulele starts getting pressure, he's going to make some mistakes, and, and that's where South Carolina South Carolina's going to have to have at least three to four turnovers, um, and they're going to have to capitalize off of. Them. But I think it can be done. Uh, I think it can be done. It's all, it's all going to uh, it's all going to come down to the line of scrimmage play, um, which you know we've we've been dominated on the line of scrimmage by this team um, ever since we started this big losing streak. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see if we can if we can muster up enough there on that side of the ball. But, but I like I like what I saw last week, and I th I think it's going to carry forward. Plus, Spencer Rattler was just in a zone. He was in a zone. I'm, I'm not quite sure that he cut it off. I, I don't know that he can cut it off. I don't know if he can cut it off. If he can't cut that off, man, I mean, the world of, uh, of college football and possibly the NFL uh, could be in trouble. All right. Well, I know that uh, the comrade is going to have to have his pick, and so he's got to fire up his computer. Fire it up. Yeah. Here we go. Right, so, Let me tell you right now. I did some deep 
some deep a deep dive stat wise on this. Deep analysis. And so, you know, first of all, I look at the common opponents. This is why common opponents. There are no common opponents. Okay, there are no common opponents. So what we can look at next, they have both played teams currently in the top 15. So I, I went through and researched this, and the Gamecocks are undefeated against teams currently in the top 15 with an average margin of victory of 25 points. What's more is the Gamecocks average 606 yards of offense against teams currently in the top 15. <laughs> now, Clemson, on the other hand, has not beaten the team currently in the top 15, and their offense is only averaging 281 yards. You have to ask yourself, why aren't we favored? I mean, the line stinks to me. It stinks. It's like they want you to take – you know, I, I don't know. I just It's weird. Now, that being said, I want to go back a little bit. And this is going to confuse the hell out of 90% of the Clemson fans in here. Because 90% of the Clemson fans in here began were a fan in 2014. So back in 2003. Let's go to 2003. Okay? Sir, sir, hold on. Sir, respectfully, can you address Harry Legg's comment? Because you seem to forget you played Georgia and got your dick handed to you. You oh, didn't put 600 yards know, up on you know the Georgia I didn't, You know what? I, I'm talking about more games after October 1st, I believe. I'm sorry. Yeah. He filtered out of the computer. I my bad. That. I thought that was a given. We don't count games in September because things change too much. <clears throat> things change too much. We don't we don't count that. And plus, you know, Will Muschamp's there. He knows our whole team. It's not fair. So, anyway, going back to 03 real quick. And to them, who was the coach of the, of the Clemson Tigers in 03? Who knows? Who knows? In, in 2003? Mm -hmm. Who knows? Uh, I mean, it was either Tommy Bowden or Tommy West. It was Tommy Bowden, okay? Now, Tommy Bowden is known for having a great father as a head coach. Hello, Shane Beamer, Frank Beamer. We see a tie right there, right? The 03 Clemson Tigers also got destroyed by Georgia. And as we have pointed out here, as Austin Paul and everyone pointed out, we got destroyed by Georgia as well. Similar things. Also, Clemson came into the rivalry game against the Gamecocks with seven wins. Seven wins. Gamecocks come in this rivalry game, seven wins as well. Also, the Clemson Tigers in November inexplicably beat Florida State, the number three team in the country, destroyed them. 26 to 10 November. Following your ass beat by a horrible team in Wake Forest, 45-17. Gamecocks lose to a horrible Florida team and then pound number five, Tennessee. So everything is setting up right now that we are the 03 Clemson Tigers. And so I don't see how we're on the road, like Clemson on the road in this rivalry. Everything is similar. And so, now listen, Clemson fans are all wondering, what happened in that game? Because they probably don't know. I mean, they probably, like three people know what happened in that game. As we all know, as some of us know, the Clemson Tigers beat the Gamecocks that night, 63-17. to 17. Nine touchdowns. Uh, nine touchdowns. Right on the fireworks. No, that was us. So, I just feel it's too, it's, there's too much, there's too much correlation there. And then throw in the fact that 30 years ago, 
this week. I was a young high school senior in upstate New York, and um, I was starting to kind of take an interest in the Gamecocks as my as my school. And the Clemson Carolina game was on some TV station, and I don't know what how we got it. It might have been God to put it on for me to let me know this is where you're supposed to go. It was on. It was a rainy day in Death Valley. It was a noon game, I believe. A noon game, I believe. And um, this quarterback named Steve Tannehill, you know, with signature win, took down the game, the Clemson Tigers in Death Valley, you know, home run swing, you know, the, all, all the scenes we see. I just think there's too much going on here. There's too much that tells you, screams to me, that the game cocks. Yeah, Beth Webb loved that game. She also is a Georgia fan. I think she's, you know, an FSU fan and a, um, um, an Oregon fan too, Beth Webb. So – I like how that's going. The one thing that worries me is we're not ranked. And I'll tell you why. Historically speaking, when we're ranked, we destroy Clemson in these games. I was really hoping the committee would do us a favor and get us at 25 because we I think we only lost one time, correct me if I'm wrong, one time to Clemson when we're ranked in this game. Hold on. Ranked, so. The last time you were ranked against Clemson, you got you yeah. Got, that's true. That's the only time though. I think Spur lost one time too to Tommy Bowden. Might have been, but we normally we we're like six and two. Now listen, listen. I think we're six and two all time. When we're ranked. That concerns me. Um, now in terms of actual football stuff, you know, as Kale said, you know, I watch. Listen, I'm not going <clears> to <throat> destroy this tape when we're done, okay? Because I I like to to stay in the group that I never watched Clemson play. Okay, but I do. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Okay, I, I I watch Clemson games as much as I can because I like rooting against these assholes. And I watch them play. And in the past, when I watched them, usually <laughs> I sit there and, and say, "Damn it, we're gonna get our asses pushed in." Um, this year, this year, um, Clemson hasn't impressed me. I mean, they they they, they you know. Now I think they're better than we are. I think if you a game versus a game, I think they're better. But you know they haven't impressed me. I, I see, I, I don't see them as being invincible. Now, um, for the Gamecocks to win, you know, in the past on this show, okay, when I was on this show in the past, um, th the gap was so large. I had, to, I had to make up scenarios, okay. I mean, and I don't see a huge makeup scenario in the game. Now, the only thing I'll be here's the other thing too, okay. The Gamecocks have no pressure. Okay, to quote the great House Bill Murray and Kingpin, we are riding in a gravy train with biscuit wheels right now. Okay, we're going to a bowl game. We're going to the Gator Bowl regardless, I think. Okay, um, there is no pressure on us right now. It's, it's a successful season for Shane Beamer in year two. Okay, is there, everything's fine except for the OC issue. You know, we'll deal with. Okay, everything's fine. For Clemson, you barely beat Wake Forest. You're now number nine in the country. You're started off number four in the country. You're in the outside looking into the playoff. You have a shot at the playoff still. If you were to lose this game, I mean, it's all the pressure right now. We're under season. So the Gamecocks, I'll only be mad if this happens. If the Gamecocks go out there and just lay their ass down, I'll be pissed. What I want to see them to do is go out there early on and play Clemson tough, and I want them to turn the fans against Clemson. Okay. 
I want them to shut the run down, make DJ make some mistakes, and have the crowd start to murmur, have the crowd want Cade. I want to have that friction. You know? Oh, gosh. I, I want, like, like the Santis versus Trump people, you know? That friction in the crowd, you know? They're, they're friends, but they're enemies, you know? I want to have that friction in there. And they put Cade in, and he throws a pick, and here's side said, I told you. And they're fighting among themselves. That's what I want. I want to get that tension in the crowd. If we can just get that, we still might not win, but I want that. What I'm worried about is we go in there and get down 24 nothing before anything happens, and they're all having a little joy fest, and isn't that great? We need to make them just, just the anger there. I think we can do that, okay? Other thing is this. Will Shipley, Will Shipley, um, great running back. Uh, we're in a hard time stopping him, but here's the thing. Will Shipley fumbles the ball like crazy. And so what we got to do is – we got to hit him, have one guy hit him, and one guy be there to get get the ball. Because I never see a team in my life fumble the ball so goddamn much and your guy falls on it. We have to have a, a fumble recovery guy ready. One guy hit him, one guy get the fumble. If we can get Will Shipley to give up two fumbles, win this game. And I think we're going to do that. Will, Will, Ship, Will Shipley is Adam Humphreys 2.0. Well, the, 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 I think he may. I think he might, you know. And that's the thing. On the treadmill, no one gets hit in the treadmill. And that's, what, yeah. that's the thing, okay? So he rides that treadmill, he goes hard, you know, and we need to hit him and get the ball, a scoop and score, let DJ, put DJ in situations where he has to think, okay, where he has to kind of wonder about his, you know, his confidence and get that way right here. So I think there's a chance. I think we can win. Unlike most years when I came in here and pretended like we could win, I think we'll win. I don't think we need to play like lights out to win either. We can't play bad, but we, you know, Lights out. I think we can win. So here's my prediction. I got the Gamecocks 28 to 27. I'm going to call it a Jad Dean special. I think your kicker missed the 34-yard 34 34-yard 34 field goal at the buzzer, and the death threats, you know, commence. Oh no, That's not BT Potter. Yeah, I'm, there's a BT Potter. That's a kicker. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to go. BT Potter's 30 years old. I, I, I'm thinking, you know, um, BT Potter gets death threats. For the rest of his life, like Jad Dean. Um, sad for him. You know, I will wish him well. But I think 28-27, 34-year-old, 34-yard shank field goal attempt in the rain with one second left. And um, Will Shipley, two fumbles. DJ, uh, seven for 19. Uh, Cade, club pick, comes in, goes two for three with a big pick. I mean, that's possible. I mean, that he doesn't miss often, but it's possible. I mean that that guy I call Fat Elvis for Mizzou. He missed like a 19 yarder against Auburn, so and he's pretty automatic. Well, to, I want to I want to throw some holes into what the comrade said. First of all, there are no holes. There are there are definitely there are no holes. holes. First of all, Will Shipley in his college career has played almost two seasons. He's fumbled the ball twice. There's that. I mean, I mean, I mean lost I, fumbles or fumbles. Lost fumbles. He has two. Yeah, lost not, yeah, I know that. You recover all this shit. I'm saying we're gonna recover him this time. He lays the ball on the ground like nonstop. Well, see, I, I figured your happy ass would say that. So total fumbles, he has three. Like he in the last two weeks, though. Slow he's down. coughing the ball up twice. Mark it down. He's coughing the ball up twice. Got three fumbles in his entire career. And he's been a back that's getting like 20 carries a game, but you know, none of that. Well, you know, Kyle Parker didn't throw a whole lot of interceptions at Clemson either, but he threw like three against the Gamecocks one night. Got so upset that he quit the team. 
He did. Went to play baseball. Remember that? that you remember that? He quit the team. Yeah. Right there on the sideline. Dabo was just like, get the fuck out of here. And he quit. And then Kasha Boyd came in. The rest was history. Colby says, Comrade looks like if Jackpot and Rob had a baby and he grew up to be average YouTubers like his parents. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Ah, that's funny. Um, anyway. <clears throat> All right. Well, look, here's the difference. And I know that there are a lot of Gamecock fans thinking, you know what? We played well against Tennessee. Played well against Tennessee. And, you know, I'm not taking anything away from you. You went out there and played out of your mind. A couple of things that are different, though, in this game. The Tennessee defensive line compared to the Clemson defensive line, just not even close. Not even remotely close. All right? So with that, Adler had all day to throw against Tennessee which is why he was able to throw darts like he did. It's not going to have that luxury against Clemson. And simply because of the defensive line play and the fact that knowing that Uwe Youngle doesn't have to play a, a great game to beat you. Didn't throw for 100 yards last year. They won by 30. If he throws for 250, Clemson may win by 60. Who knows at this point? I can tell you with Shipley back there running the ball and – the rest of the Clemson running backs, Kobe Pace may score a touchdown tomorrow. Dabo Sweeney may have uh, have them throwing passes to his what his second son that's on the team when they're running it up in the fourth quarter. Uh, yeah. Clemson's going to be big. It's going to be like forty-one to seventeen. It's not even going to be remotely close. So there's uh, that. <clears throat> you people, I mean, you think we got one over here in the comment section? This BGPO. Football funk. Shout out to you, BGPO football funk, for showing up. I haven't seen you in years. It doesn't seem like. It says Clemson will win by 40. I don't even know that Clemson can score 40. Hey, I don't even score 40. I mean, I really don't. And and, and to that point, too, with, with, with Will Shipley, after so, last year, they, there's no way that, that they are not, they're not going to key on that guy. They're going to do whatever is necessary, I feel like, um, to shut that guy down. I mean – you, rarely do you see anywhere someone have a big day like that two years in a row in a rivalry game. You just don't see it much. In uh, four of the 11 games Clemson's played this year, they've scored 40 or more points, but none of that matters either, right? Those facts. How many matter. of them? Uh, four of the 11. Okay, that's less than 50%. They need an overtime for one of them. Overtime yeah, them. yeah, the, yeah. The reason you, yeah, I was about to say the reason for one of them is because the other teams kept scoring so much you had to keep up with them. Yeah. But please continue. Uh, I mean, the idea that they can't, they can't score forty points is just. And the other one was the other one against Furman and, and La La. I mean, they got, uh, they got forty-one against Georgia Tech, forty-eight against uh, Louisiana Tech, fifty-one against Wake Forest. Uh, and forty against Miami. Well, that man, that that's just a murderer's row. I mean, they should just put this team in the College Football Hall of Fame, but give it its own little section. See, the the thing with you two though is that Clemson could have played the eighty-five Bears, and twelve times, and the first words out of your mouth would be, "They didn't play anybody." It's the same bullshit. Every we single played anybody. Let's be honest. <clears throat> I mean. Listen, Notre Dame rushed I me mean, as as a commenter said earlier. Notre Dame rushed for 200 yards against you guys. So um, now, granted, Notre Dame. Yeah, I mean, two, two, line, but no, yeah. Notre Dame with two two yeah. average Kmart running backs. I've never yeah. heard of. Man, we, we need Lloyd to play. I, I, that's the only thing I'm worried about. I don't think he's going to play. 
I'm a, I don't think he's. I mean, he says he's going to try, but but we, we're going to need that. But I think I think DK Joiner may have a big dad. We, we're going to need him, especially if Lloyd doesn't play. We're going to need DK run a little wildcat and and find the ways we need to run the ball because part of protecting Rattler, the reason we protected Rattler so well against Tennessee was because we ran the ball well too. I mean, it's, it's not it's not rocket science. You run the ball well, it's tougher to rush the passer. Passer. So um, that's part of it too. I see. I can see. For some reason, I, for some reason, I see South Carolina. For some reason, I see us going up eight nothing in this game. I see a score a touchdown. I could see Beamer doing that. Lead first, and I see uh, Beamer letting Tonka Hemingway uh, catch a two point conversion. I also see. I either see some kind of special teams play with a another blocked punt or something special teams a block a fake field goal, mm-hmm. something like that. Maybe maybe something akin to. Uh, my my favorite uh, play uh, from all time in, in a Carolina Clemson game, and and Comrade will remember this one. I'm running this one way back. I think it was 1994 um, when the Gamecocks opened up the second half uh, with a, a lateral yeah. from uh, who, what, what, who's that? I believe uh, Reggie Richardson, I believe. Reggie Richardson yeah. was the one. Brandon Bennett threw the uh, I think pass. I think it was Brandon. I'm not I'm not positive on that. Yeah, but Reggie Brandon Richardson Bennett, caught number 20. Brandon, yeah, Brandon Bennett fielded the second half kickoff through the lateral all the way across the field to Reggie Richardson. I think it skipped to him, actually. And mm-hmm. um, he just streaked down the sideline. Oh, and he my ran, over, ran over uh, one of our own uh, – players i can't remember who that was he tackled him in, in essence at like the two yard line so well that was i'll the, tell you this the 94 both teams stunk that year i mean and um most of the 90s that happened too the, the best game no, ever. we made a bowl though. that was the year south carolina was that the bowl yeah they they, they can't be still in terms of in terms of uh in terms of uh defensively to, to lately though they, they still kind of stunk the 96 yeah. game the 96 game both teams stunk and that was the best game ever seen in person that was, was that the, the one game. where South Carolina got up when we got up like twenty eight nothing? Got, got up by, and I was in the stands. This one, that's a game that Deuce. I think Deuce had a big day. Or was it Troy? Was Troy Hambrick the one? Was that- a Hambrick, but um, they're up big, and Clemson was coming back. And I'm with a buddy of mine who's who's been a Gamecock fan his whole life since since birth. And as Clemson's driving down the field to come take the lead, he goes, "Let's just leave." I go, "What do you mean?" He goes. I've seen this before. I know it's gonna happen. Let's just go. I go, we're not fucking going. I said that. And they came down. I think it was Neilon Green. Was it Neilon Green? Um, yeah. I think it was, we're we're sitting in the opposite end zone, and Neilon Green drops back, and I see this receiver wide open, like break open the end zone. I went, shit. And he kind of short arms the ball and skips it to him. I go, thank God they don't have a quarterback. And then the kicker missed the uh, missed the field goal. Yeah, that was um, that was uh, Matt Paget, I think. Matt Paget, he got probably death threats too. That that was a great game. I'm sure, it was a great game because we got up big, and then the Clemson fans were leaving. And uh, you guys talk about Gamecock fans leaving. Clemson fans were leaving that game, and then they started coming back a little bit. And you kind of felt the whole momentum change, and both teams stunk like shit. Okay, but it was like a really good game. Like it was two, you know, midgets. Swinging on each other, <laughs> it was good, good times. That was, you know, and that was '96. And I actually went with a friend of mine uh, that year in the postseason. I went with him to the Peach Bowl that Clemson played against LSU. The LSU won ten to seven, 
the most exciting thing uh, about that game was the fight that all the LSU people got into with each other uh, in the end zone section where they were sitting because they were so drunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, I don't even, I, I think they don't even know what planet they were on. It was, it was pretty rough. That was my four years in school. And so in my four years in school, we went 2 0 in Death Valley, but 0 2 at home. So they yeah, alternative, I remember, they I remember alternative that games, but it was the opposite. So it was a weird kind of time um, in the robbery. So when both teams just stunk in the 90s, um, at least in the mid 90s. I remember Joe, kind of uh, Joe Morrison kind of uh, owning Death Valley as well. Went in there. He won in 1984, and then in, in 1986, he brought a team in there that was, uh, I think, three, six, and one uh, against a Tater team that I believe was either ten and one, ten and or nine, one, eight and two, something like that, and uh, he, he tied them. Yeah. Anyway, uh, gentlemen, let's take some calls before we get out of here. 803 470 2905. 803 470 2905. There we go. And there you go. You guys can call into the program. Uh, hold on. Let's see here. Oh, uh, I got to play this voicemail. Hold on. We'll play this first. Uh, yeah. Uh, hey, how you doing? Uh, good morning. It's Uncle Lou here. Um, the reason I was uh, going ahead and giving you a call is because it's 9.08 um, and the show hasn't started yet. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Um, uh, so I was going to ask you in the comments how many times I was allowed to call in today uh, for the show, but since the show hasn't started, I wasn't able to ask you that. Um, so I was calling to leave a voicemail, um, to ask you that. And also from now on, um, when you're creating the live stream, can you put the time that the show is actually, uh, going to start? For example, if it's not going to start till like nine 15, um, can you put nine 15 instead of nine? Good point. Um, I was studying the map of the Chesapeake Bay and I purposely stopped <laughs> at nine to come to your show. And now I got to get myself all worked back up again to go back to studying the map because uh, the show hasn't uh, started, but mostly just how many times can I call in? Thank you. Uh, yeah, there's the voicemail feature is, is really taking it off here. So thanks to uncle Lou. That is a game changer. Uh, one more voicemail here. This came in Sunday night late. Hey, Rob, just thought it was really funny. A couple of calls ago, the Tennessee fans started talking about somebody else sucking dick. And it's really funny and ironic because last night, Tennessee got one shoved down their throat nine times at Williams Price Stadium. <laughs> uh, good point there, sir. Uh, one more. This is from Sunday, late night, Sunday, too. Hey, Jackpot. Just wondering how you're going to. Oh, hold on. Let's see. Hold on. There, there. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, it's, there we go. Hey, Jackpot. Just wondering how you're going to feel about getting your ass kicked this week. I mean, thanks. Thanks for that, caller. Thank you. And then someone just, yeah, this one just says, hey, yo. That's, I guess they think they're Razor Ramon. All right, we'll take calls 803-470-2905. You can uh, 
you can uh, get into the thing here. Dina, by the way, says you're her favorite Russian, sir. I'm, her, I'm the only Russian she knows. The only one. The only one she knows. All right, here we go. Welcome into the program. Good evening. What's up, fellas? This is it's Baylor Man checking in. How y'all doing this week? All right, Baylor Man. Baylor Man. What's up? Yeah, buddy. Well, plenty's up after uh, the debacle that happened Saturday. Yeah. Ah, well. I mean, they, they, you know that. They, they got you, man. That happens. It, it does. And uh, also, you know, the, the football flew close to my head, you know, when that kick was made. So He's trying to give you a souvenir. Were, were you wearing a TCU shirt? Because all I, all I saw were TCU fans. I was surrounded by TCU fans, but absolutely not. I, I was actually offered a uh, TCU sign um, at game day. Not game day, but big noon Saturday. The producers were like, hey, hey you want to sign? Like, yeah, I was like, I, I told them that I don't need toilet paper at this moment. <laughs> was it purple? But, oh, yeah, it was purple with the outline of Texas and said TCU on it. What are their fans like? What's that fan base like? I don't think I've ever met nor seen – well, I guess I have seen because I watched some of their games. I play a TCU fan. What kind of of people would they be? Mouthy. Really? Are they delusional? Uh, no, that's Texas. Um, no, they're just mouthy. The, they can be arrogant at times. They cry a lot if they lose. Oh, it sounds like Tennessee. Almost, almost like Tennessee. Huh. Yeah. Right. Jay's, like Jay's comment got me, got me crying. <laughs> yeah. Well, Bear Man, we appreciate you calling, man. We got tons of calls to get yeah. to, buddy. You want to do a prediction for your of game course. this week? Uh, well, I was going to ask the comrade to do that on his computer. <laughs> no, we don't have time for that to fire up. Yeah, that's going to take a while to fire that up. <laughs> I don't even have All my, right, my well, microphone. He might be able to predict next year's game for you. There you go. Well, that's possible, but um, I just I guess I'll go ahead and predict <laughs> it. Uh, since our offensive coordinator is still on staff, I think Texas will win and cover. Well, hopefully they don't because uh, I don't like Texas. But anyway, Baylor, man, thanks for calling the show, sir. <clears throat> yes, sir. All right, there you go. All right, 803-470-2905. As, um, that was different. We followed up the Baylor and Texas and TCU. Oh, all right, then. Uh, <laughs> Kirby's visor's comments, great. Let's go to this call. Welcome to the program. Good evening. Hello. How you doing, guys? It's me, Justin. How y'all doing? Hey, Justin. Good. Guys, um, I get. How y'all, how you doing? Good. Buddy. Good. Hey, um, I saw about the talk about Chris Survivor again. Um, if our offense can play good, we can we can throw Chris off goal defense, but it's gonna take a lot of work to beat these guys, you know. Yeah, you're you're right about that, man. Clemson's really strong. Yep. Yeah. Um, we just gotta take care of the football, so we won't make too many mistakes, you know. I, I if 
Connor wins, I'll be happy for for 2.5 people. Uh, you, Carolina Jackpot, and Mike Music Callaways. And what are you have for me? Have for me? Fuck you. You don't have for me? I'm offended by that. <laughs> I don't care. I'm not going to be happy at all. Yeah. So anyway, but hey. Well, there's Justin, something to that when South Carolina takes care of the uh, football. Hey. Uh, I, can I tell y'all something? Yeah, sure. Go ahead, man. I'm sorry. My position for the Saka Kuska, I got um, Saka 28, Kuska 27. That's what the comrade had. You just stole the comrade's pick. <laughs> Great minds think alike, my friend. Thank you. Oh, Appreciate yeah. it, buddy. Uh, All right, man. Have a thank you to you guys. Thank you, buddy. You too. Bye, buddy. <clears throat> Justin, uh, Justin loves this show, man. <clears throat> I can't believe he picked the same thing you did. Great minds think alike. Uh, what can you say? 803-470-2905. Ooh, here's a call. Welcome to the program. Good evening. Hello. 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 Yeah, what's up? All right, so I want to get y'all's prediction on the Ohio State-Michigan game. Well, Jackpot and I picked earlier. We both picked Ohio State to cover. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 would, I would have picked Michigan to cover, maybe not to win, if I knew that Blake Corum was healthy and playing, but I don't know. So, Yep. Well, what happens if Michigan wins? What what does that do to the playoffs? What is that? Where does that put? Where does that put the rest of everybody else, especially like USC and Clemson, if they win the conference championship? Clemson needs Ohio State to win. Clemson needs Ohio State to win for sure. Michigan winning is not a good good thing for Clemson. No. Um, just because Michigan's schedule is horrible, Ohio State's got a little better schedule, um, and I think they're just thought of better. But yeah, so if, you're, if you're if you're a Tater, I would pull for Ohio State to blow the hell out of Michigan. Ohio State's got that win over Notre Dame. Would play who in the conference championship? They got to well, play. Um, West is garbage, by the way. I mean, it's terrible. yeah, that's, that's dumb when they do that song. They got to play. <laughs> they're still doing divisions, right? Ohio, the Big Ten still doing divisions. I can't keep yeah, it doing divisions. Yeah. Uh, there, I have to look at the uh, the Big Ten. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're in the East. Yeah, so the winner of that matchup will go on to the. Um... We're probably going to play Purdue. Dude. Yeah, I think it's Purdue. I went blank. I said yeah, I know. Here, yeah. well, <laughs> Iowa, Iowa, and Purdue both sit at five and three in that division. Illinois, Minnesota, and Wisconsin are all four and four. So it's basically a shit show. No one really knows. Shit. <clears throat> well, damn. That's all I want to do. Because Illinois dominated the teams in the West, but the teams in the East, they've done dick against. Well, Jackpot's other team he likes, it's not Oregon State or Mizzou. By the way, catch Jackpot streaming the Mizzou game on Friday, uh, is Penn State. And their only two losses on the season are to Michigan State or Michigan and uh, Ohio State. So they're better than everybody in the West. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's that. Uh, J-Rock says, I want to see all these Clemson fans come back on here if they lose. Brother, I'm going to be here. Clemson loses by 70. I'll still not be gonna here. Not going to see it. You don't, you don't think I'm going to be no, here? I mean, you'll, no, I'm not talking about you, jackass. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about in, in general, though. Listen, I'm in a little Facebook group, a little trash talk group, and I no, can tell really you right not. now, 
if if the Gamecocks pull this one off, you're gonna you're like people are gonna get real busy with their families. Uh, yeah, family stuff going on. I, I had another stuff. had another kid. All of a sudden, another kid. I was coming. Um, business. Yeah, granddad sick. My granddad got to take care of my granddad. My grandma you know, died for the third time. Life, uh, you know, yeah. life is. Got to do. Got a new job. Job promotion. I got to make that money. You know how it is. I'm getting more involved in the church. You know. All right, caller, welcome to the program. What is up, Rob? This is Nathan. Hi, Nathan. Hey. How are you? Just living the dream. You know, it's one of those deals. It's like the holiday weekends and like. Wait, 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 know, wait. This is this is this is, is this Nathan Medlin. Yeah, this is Nathan. Oh Medlin. my goodness! Okay. All right. Go ahead. You know, I'm sorry. It's one of those deals where it's like, you know, I'm prepping for the holiday travels and stuff. And it's like I told Blake, I was like, you know, your your parents' divorce is like tougher on me than it is you, even though it's your fault. But isn't this isn't this your first year being married like during the holidays though? Yeah, but I've been dealing with it for like five years. So it's like, you know, I'm I'm prepping to travel to shithole Columbia tomorrow. Right. You know, God's but, country. You know, no, no fault of my own. You know, no fault of my own. Just because your parents got divorced, and I have to I'm jealous. Well, but, Columbia. But Nathan, you know. Nathan, just just be honest. In addition to being one of the sweetest women on the planet, you outkicked your coverage with Blake. The fact that yeah. she goes off yeah, the with you, you should be. Let's make it clear, Blake. Blake is female. I know a few Clemson fans are getting mad, thinking that Nathan has a partner. Blake is female, so all you Clemson fans out here ready to, to, to throw the Bible at him, it's okay. Oh, she's a 10, but I'm a trophy husband. Like, y'all y'all got that misconstrued. Hey, yeah. like, I'm a trophy husband. We don't That's- need to get into all that, but I'm just saying, I think you should just shut the hell up, go to Thanksgiving, <laughs> and and then go from there. You got to keep your wife happy. I'm going to Florence tomorrow. So I'm you. going to Florence SC. All right, so – are you going to pick the game here or what, man? Yeah, I mean, here's my prediction. If Clemson can, like, eliminate the pop plays, which we've only seen for one week out of the year, like, like we're, 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 we're dealing with, like, you know, data outliers versus, like, you know, the real deal South Carolina, Clemson's going to win about 34 to 10. On Saturday, uh, not not exactly an outlier. I mean, we saw that in Nashville a couple of weeks ago as well. Dominating performance by the offense. Wait, wait. I'm trying to hear from Mike because he's a fan. He didn't turn his fan card in. Oh, uh, I, I I didn't turn mine in either. We need you to sit in the corner for a second. Like we need to hear oh. from Mike first because I know he's a Lions man. And no, uh, I. Darling. Listen, Nathan, to be, to be honest with you right now, to, to be darling. honest with you right now, typically, typically, okay, one of, one of my betting strategies, and I, I'm, but sometimes it doesn't work out. When a team wins a big home game at night, look this up now, okay, a big home game at night and then plays the next week at noon, they tend not to cover. A good example of that was UConn this past week. Because you're a public darling. Yeah, yeah. so the UConn this past week was getting 10, and I, I bet against them, and they got rolled up. Because they because what happens, you celebrate a little bit too much. Now, the difference is in this one, this is a big rivalry game. It's a little bit different. That's what I'm telling myself anyway. But normally, 
in one of my systems of betting, this would fall under a system where you take Clemson to cover. But the rivalry yeah, game thrown in there, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm trying to tell myself no. Vegas doesn't keep the lights on by losing. Y'all are public darlings. Clemson's going to rush for 350-plus on Saturday. No. Y'all are – I mean, Kale Hall going to be slanted as shit. And, uh, I mean, shit. Like, I'm just going to be posting selfies and posting facts, like, all week long like I have been. You know, like Blockbuster and Sammy Sosa being black the last time that Clemson, you know, lost to South Carolina. This is what we're dealing with, and y'all are going to deal with it, you know, on Sunday of this week. But, but here, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing I'm going to bring up right now. If we lose, I mean, it's going to be okay. We're, we're kind of used to losing. It's not like, hey, you know, it will suck for about an hour, and we'll get over it. But if Clemson loses, I mean, it's devastating. The streak ends. Oh, it's going to be you terrible. Your gonna have, like, you it's know, much worse for you guys to lose than it's for us. I agree with you. But the problem is, is they're not losing. They're going to rush for 350-plus, or I'll say 300-plus. I'm just saying, if they lose, it ruins <laughs> at least three months of your life coming up. It does. At least three months. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Like, if like the Gamecocks lose, it's going to make my – living under a bridge. Yeah. Like, like I can't handle losing to shit teams like South Carolina. If the Gamecocks lose, it's going to suck for me all day Saturday. It will suck me probably Sunday. I have to go into the, the damn fucking room we're in on Facebook and hear the same old shit. I'll probably see four new Clemson fans in there like, hey, man, hey, you know. But by Monday, I'll be fine. Okay. If Clemson loses, I'm going to post a damn score every damn day. For the next year, every day, I'm gonna have a like. I'm gonna get shirts made. I'm I'm gonna like have my every damn day. Now the problem with that is people will come down and fight me and want to hurt me and you know threaten to kill me like they did in the past during the five game winning streak, and that's okay. But that's the difference. Well, I'm definitely gonna have your job. You know what I mean? It's one of those deals. Like I'm definitely going to the school district. Yeah, yeah. Like don't get that twisted. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I have. Why well, have fake accounts so nothing can be proved? <laughs> yeah, but I know you too well. That's the problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like I'm gonna beat your ass on the newly minted basketball court you put in. Then I'm gonna you take come shoot. Yeah, come to the house and shoot. <laughs> Get out there right now. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Nathan. We'll see you later, buddy. Yeah, it's good to hear from you guys. I hope y'all have a good Thanksgiving as well. Bye, buddy. Bye, buddy. All right. There you go. <laughs> Oh man! Um, Welcome to the program. Good evening. See you later, buddy. Yeah, good here for you guys. I hope you all have a good Turn night. down your Bye, monitor. Right, what you got, man? Go ahead. Oh man! Um, Holy crap! Watch this. They're on the They're gonna say hello in a second. Holy shit! All right, caller, bye. That was a Clemson fan. That right there was a Clemson fan. I guarantee you that was a Clemson fan. That is not a Gamecock fan. Shit. Welcome to the program. Good evening. Hey, how y'all doing? Hello. Good. Hey, good. Uh, 
Uh, y'all have some exciting Thanksgiving plans? That's just a yes or no question. I wasn't not looking for no detailed answer. Just a yes or no. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, you know, Dean Leggy won't invite me over for leftovers on Saturday. Uh, but I was wondering next year if I mounted some sort of pressure campaign, uh, pressure campaign on one of you two, um, to invite me over for, uh, Thanksgiving leftovers. Um, if you think, uh, if you think that would be a successful campaign. Well, I mean, we, uh, I mean, are you, are you wanting Thanksgiving leftovers? Is that, is that what you're implying here, sir? No, he was no. Yeah, he was, well, yeah. Dean Leggy won't invite me over for Thanksgiving leftovers, so I've wasted my time for this year. I figured it's too late to pressure y'all now, but maybe if I start like next Halloween, I'm wondering what do y'all think my chances would be of pressuring one of you two into inviting me over on Saturday um, to watch college football and eat Thanksgiving leftovers. I'm saying it'd be great. So he offered. He, so the Rob, the backstory is he offered his services up to Dean Leggy of uh, Dog Post, uh, which uh, runs a YouTube channel, uh, to help him with his production quality, because the content on the show is great, but the production quality, even by YouTube standards, is really uh, outdated and behind the times. And um, yeah, yeah, all Lou wanted in return was two sandwiches made from leftover turkey and some stuffing. Yeah. That's it. And I would, I would do the same for y'all as well. I would offer y'all that same deal next year. So, so so you want to help us improve the production of the show? Is that where you're going? Or whatever you need. As far as that goes. Well, I mean, ja- jackpot we need, might be like, we need, well, we need to get jackpot a microphone. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. I would do that for two turkey sandwiches and some leftover. Now, the turkey's got to be from the Thanksgiving turkey, not deli turkey from whatever grocery store he worked at last week. It's got to be from the turkey he cooked on Thanksgiving. That's the best leftover turkey sandwiches. And then, I, and then it's got to either be stuffing or dressing, or if you're not having that, Green bean casserole would be acceptable. And then I'll come over to Jackpot's house, hook him up with a microphone, um, have a talk with his old lady about not interfering when he's working, stuff like that. Holy shit. Great. Uh, I, I tell you what, yeah. you're going to get Jackpot hammered. Uh, I mean, the, the wife's going to be upset with him. I'm serious. Can't say hey, that. I saw you. I saw when you called her over there. I hope, I hope she knows I'm just kidding around. No, she no, doesn't. Jack no, she doesn't. Lou, that's what she thinks. No, I don't want her to be I don't mad. Know. She's still I haven't touched. I haven't tried to, you know, make hay right now. Yeah, don't tell her not to be mad at me, uh, because I really want those turkey sandwiches next year. She looks pissed. I don't know if it's something me or I don't know if the dog did something. You didn't pee in the house, did you? Um, no comment. Okay. Hey, y'all enjoy your Thanksgiving for real. Thank you, sir. Thank you. you. All right. I'll talk to y'all later. All right. Sarasota says crock pot ate so much at the Shady Maple. Several of the Amish use 
profanity for the first time. That's a, that's a throwback to a jackpot video. That's funny. Yeah, the thing about it is the Amish didn't work there, though. It was just normal people. Uh, let's see here. Welcome to the program. Good evening. Hello. How y'all doing? Hi. Good. Hey. Um, I actually tried to reach out to you guys, and I uh, dropped the call earlier. Looked like uh, Comrade had uh, said earlier that sounded like it was a Clemson fan. It was actually a Carolina Gamecock fan that was calling. Jesus Christ! Don't admit oh, that. Jesus. You fucking Gamecock fans are just you don't, don't even help it. You That's can't crazy. be that honest for crying out loud. Don't admit it was you. So we'll pretend you're a Clemson fan. So, let me guys. Let me, let me ask you guys. So nobody is giving Carolina a chance in this game, and what the hell was that? Surprising. You know, I feel like you know Carolina's got a chance in this game. I mean, I feel like if they they can stop Will Shipley, they've got all the opportunities in the world to win this game. Um, I mean, would you uh, as a Clemson fan? Not say that that's even possible. They're, they're, they, as a Gamecock fan, they're not going to stop Will Shipley, okay? Which you have to hope the old, they have to contain him, okay? They just have to make sure he doesn't go off. And they have to stop him enough that they put DJ in some situations. And, I mean, I wasn't joking about this before. Will Shipley can fumble the ball. He's, I mean, I know Will, Rob, like, oh, he can fumble the ball. He runs violently. He's a violent runner. Violent runners, when they get stuck, the ball comes out. And once you fumble one time in the game, right. you start, it gets in your head, and the next time you win the ball, you don't run quite as violently. They need to stick him and need to recover the damn ball too. That, that thing that's going to make me mad is when he does fumble it twice, that Clemson jumps on the ball. Okay? So we're not going to stop him. He's probably going to run. He's going to have a pretty d- decent day yardage-wise. We just have to find a way to contain him and find a way – to have Clemson kick field goals, okay? The idea that the game cuts right. and shoot them down is not going to happen. Hold Clemson to field goals. We got to score touchdowns. We get a chance in there, and I think we do that. Then the game is close, and, and we get the fans and Clemson on there. You know, I listen, I've been there with Rob and, and Dennis Wilson a few years back, and we lost by 21 points, okay? But at, at a point in the game when we were lighting them up, and we were leading seven nothing, I believe, and I believe it was tied. Was we're done by halftime? It was close. You could see the fans getting a little bit worried. I mean, I had a mother and a son want to fight me, and all I was doing was cheering for my team. A mother and a son, a Clemson fan, wanted true. to physically assault me because yeah. I was cheering for my team. That's how stressed they were. I'm not surprised. Okay, they were they wanted to assault me. They wanted to do awful things to me. And all I was doing was simply cheering on my team, saying, good play, way to go, team, you know. And apparently that was offensive to them, and they wanted to fight me. So it, we have to we have to take it to Clemson and get that fans, those fans in the stand, get them, get them kind of riled up in a way that it, it, okay. it feeds down to their team, that energy feeds down to his team and things like that. All you know, right. the Gamecock team that four years ago couldn't quite finish the deal. But this team, I so, think, can do it. Right, but hold right. on. You, I mean, you I, I think, hold on, caller. I think he, our he defense said to the people in the stands, 
if Clemson loses, don't send death threats to players. I, I, was, I was giving them – that's a good thing to say, isn't it? So oh, it's bullshit. So me – you know, me obviously following, you know, Carolina for many years. Uh, looking back, you know, I mean, I, I look at Jordan Birch as, as a possibility of very similar to – I wouldn't say a Jadavian Clowney when we were playing against Clemson, but I would no. say an Ingram. You know, he was very, very similar no. to an Ingram. Um, no, those guys potential there. Hey, those guys a, had those guys had a little bit of nastiness about them. Yeah, they, they also had balls. Right now, Birch hasn't proven that he's Birch had does balls. too. I mean, you can't tell me that Birch. I mean, I don't think he's been able to been. Yeah. Well, well, listen. Yeah. I don't have. Are you still there? Yeah. I agree to a point. Yeah. Birch needs to play well. You know, and that's probably a good wild card pick. If Birch has a big game, I think he needs a big game for the game to win. Now, I'm, I don't have a whole lot of faith in having a big game. Um, his next big game will be his first one. Well, I, I just, I, you know, listen. Well, he's five star, but people people miss evaluation wise. I would if, um, if 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 Jordan Birch and Zach Pickens had that uh, Cam Smith attitude, drop your nuts and swagger, we might be getting somewhere. If they drop their nuts, then Clemson's in trouble. Okay. Well, you can't say Jordan Birch. You can't say Jordan Birch. Uh, and Zach, I mean, well, especially Zach Pickens. You can't say Zach Pickens hasn't, you know, been a leader on that defensive line. I mean, well, wouldn't you say that honestly? We we haven't as, had good coaching on the defensive line. I mean, as, that's a as, very well as, as high as high heralded defensive line. As highly heralded as a recruit as Jordan Birch was when he came in there two years ago. We've expected him to rip some quarterback's head off by now. Well, I mean, I don't mean literally. Would you have expected to see that? Well, I I, unfortunately for Birch, he was he was he was compared to Clowney. Okay, and 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 that's well, a, that's an issue. That you can't you can't compare anyone. Too, Clowney you know? was a freak show. Comparing him, yeah, but you can't compare Birch to Clowney. I mean, well, that, I mean, that, he was, was out of high school. That was that was the big free. thing. I may have I may have compared him to Clowney as well in high school. I may have coming into Carolina of all time. I may that's, have called Clowney to a point out of high school. I might have. But I mean um well how would you guys rate the uh, the Clemson wide receivers against the Carolina wide receivers? Would you close. say you know, I mean I would say they're terrible. Josh Van, Juice well, Juice Wells. I mean, I don't think it's comparable. I think Carolina is mean, pretty much out of the water on the water. Clemson's team. wide receivers tied in as well. They're horrible. I, I will say this: I think the Gamecocks have better skill position guys than Clemson does. It kind of reminds me back, and I hate to say this, back when we were owning Clemson five in a row. I think Clemson had better skill guys than we had back then. The difference was we just kicked their ass up front. Uh huh. Um, and so, it, take, so you, you know, you had, you had all these guys who had to pull these stats up. Um, but I think we're better in the skill, skill positions for sure. 
Do you want to go down that road, comrade? I'll take Shipley over your entire running back room. I, he's not better than Marshawn Lloyd. He's not better than Lloyd. He's not better than Lloyd. The problem is the problem is Lloyd isn't healthy right now. But he's not better than Lloyd. Receivers, yeah. Shipley act like he was the first person to hurdle somebody. <laughs> that was cute. Uh, Hill literally could take over a game if he had to with time management. I fully expect Carolina to create the time possession and and basically own that possession, you know, in that in that game. You know, I could totally see that they would own that. You know? So it's very possible that Clemson doesn't exceed more than four possessions in that whole game. Okay. Just with clock management. All right, caller. Hey, man, thanks, buddy. We appreciate it. Enjoy the game. All right, thank you. You too. All right, there you Uh, go. Biscuit, thank you for the 20, sir. He says, happy turkey day. Love the show. Tennessee fans don't eat too much turkey and have heart attacks. Neyland can't afford to lose two season tickets per person. Um, Damn shout out to Big Barney Ross also uh, in the comment section uh, with the funny. My uncle brought home a hooker for Thanksgiving dinner. She said her vagina was the lottery. You have to be lucky to get it. I said, you sure it's not because you're constantly scratching it? Then it was on. Caller, welcome to the program. How y'all doing? Hello. Good. Uh, I'm a big Georgia fan, but I'm also a Carolina Jackpot fan, so I uh, love your channel, Jackpot. Um, you mean you, are you a big fan of the Georgia Bulldogs, or you mean you're like oh, big in size? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Georgia, I'm a big Georgia fan, but I, I mean, I prefer Carolina Jackpot over Uncle Lou, so I like the channel more. Oh, it's, it's nice. well, thank you. But you don't, you don't get what I'm saying. Are you, are you, are you saying you're a, 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 a real that you are a huge fan of the Georgia Bulldogs? Or you say you're an oh, overweight yeah. fan? I'm a Georgia fan, but I just like watching Carolina Jackpot, you know. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, we uh, we try. Uh, oh, trying to take you back on the Carolina game more. Um, I saw your video about how uh, you know, trying to incorporate Georgia, I guess, but how trying to use Georgia's man to man and just pressing them and trying to uh, eliminate big plays, which they did. For most part, um, do you think that uh, Carolina will try to use them in George's game when they play against Clemson because how they shut down Shipley and they just rush bull rush five or six on DJ Pooh and absolutely destroyed them? So, uh, I just want to get um, have y'all's thoughts on that, and uh, I'm gonna get off this. Thank you. All right, thank you, buddy. Big Barney Ross with the $20 super chat, and he's comrade. How do you feel about South Carolina? Running the Wildcat offense against Clemson, I, I think. I mean, I think they will. I mean, for part like they did against Tennessee a little bit. I think they have to, especially if um Marshawn Lloyd's not playing. I think if Lloyd's playing, I, I would I would rather him get the ball to Lloyd. Um, but if if Lloyd's not playing, you have to come up with ways to run the ball. So Joiner, some misdirection. I, I like the little uh, the little end around. You know, get guys on the edge. You know, um, you know, do do play fakes off of that. I really want to see Joiner. I, I want to see them do that. Have a have some effect on that, and have Joiner throw one deep. I think it's one thing we haven't seen. We saw it against the Tar Heels last year, um, but I, I think that could be one of those. You know, I think back to the days of Stephon Gilmore, 
Uh, once again, Clemson fans probably don't know. Remember that, that game? They weren't all in back then. But Stephon Gilmore came in, and, and they were expecting the Wildcat him to run it. He did a little play action, went up top to Alshon Jeffrey. You know, talk about two NFL future future studs. So I think that you could see them doing that. But I, they don't, I don't want them doing it early on, though. Run, join a little bit, have them hand the ball off, and then at a big part of the game, have them fake it. There's a little play that Syracuse used to run back in the day but, um, with uh, McNabb and Marvin Harris, uh, Marvin uh, Graves. They just a little thing, a little option thing. They kind of they kind of faked it to the fullback, went down the line of scrimmage, like doing the option, and then they would step back and throw it deep. I want to pat that play put in for this week. Little D- DK Joiner, step back, hit, and a little post powder and boom, and that will quiet the crowd. It will quiet. And Nathan Madlin will, will be punching the walls. I mean, he'll be. You know, sitting there and, and just you know, all all he's had himself. So I, I think I still remember the, him doing that in the Gator Bowl one time. Oh, totally did all, all day long in the Gator Bowl. Gator, yeah, I can't remember all day long. That was big. Um, but but yeah, I, I think for sure if Marshawn Lloyd's not playing, or if he's not if he's playing but not quite himself, I think if he, I think if Lloyd plays, he's gonna be a decoy. I don't think he's even close hundred percent. So I think if that's the case, put Joiner in there a few times and get him in there. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, big, over, go ahead, Jackpot. What you got? Big Barney Ross, thank you for the super chat. Says, Comrade, how do you feel about South Carolina running Wildcat offense against Clemson? Yeah, we, yeah, we, we talked about that. But um, I want to address what Billy was saying over there in the chat room about uh, did I have concerns for Saturday? You're, uh, no. Yeah, you're don't, don't lie. Stop lying. Yeah. I'm lying. You're lying. Look, it's it's very simple. Okay, when you can control the line of scrimmage, you're going to win games. It's simple as that. The Clemson defensive line will live in the Gamecock backfield, and it's going to be like the uh, the Florida matchup where well they well they you know the thing about it is with Clemson's kind of their their defense they they, they kind of get out of position sometimes. I've noticed that they they over pursue a little bit, seem to be a little bit over eager, especially with with this with this Goodwin guy. I don't know about him. I'm not sold on him at all, but uh, he seems to be real excitable. And, uh, and I don't know. He doesn't seem to have that defense too well grounded. I don't know if you've seen any of that happen. What's your comment on that? Uh, I think the defense is going to be fine. Uh, the only fine. thing. Fine. They're fine. They're fine. They're fine. They're fine. Just fine. I'll, I'll have to be as fine for this game. So, but in reality, this the only thing I'm worried about this game is making sure no one's hurt. So that uh, for championship week, the uh, the next week, this is a it's like a JV game before the championship game. Uh, welcome to the program. Good evening. Good evening, Rob. How are you doing, sir? Hello. How are you? Good. Uh, jackpot. Hey, what's going on? Not much. Um, cool question for you, Rob. Sure. I I, I hear all all the all the time these past couple of days of with with the with the Tennessee game, everybody talks about oh well, Tennessee doesn't have a defense this this no. and that that. They However, don't. they have the they they had going into the game the number one offense total offense in the whole awesome. nation. Sure. And Carolina's defense limited limited them. So. Uh, how do you think that 
Clemson's number 40 ranked offense is going to fare against uh, a uh, a motivated Carolina well, opportunistic defense. That's right. Valid point. Valid question, Rob Sanders. Well, did this did the Gamecocks actually hold them in check? Let's look at the uh, the team stats for that game. Hmm. Tennessee went for five hundred and seven yards. Is that really holding them in check? It, it's called Ben not break. That's right. No. Didn't break. Ben did not break. The reason that South Carolina won the game is because they scored nine touchdowns on that piss poor debacle of a defense that Tennessee has. Yeah, but if our defense was so bad, why didn't we give up nine touchdowns? Fair you, question. I mean, we had the we had equal possessions. I mean, it's not like we kicked off to ourselves. You gave up nine touchdowns, or they gave up nine touchdowns, jackpot. There's a big difference. But but, but how but how they had they had possessions too. Okay. Sure. Uh, look, this is one of those things where I could sit here and I could try to entertain and talk about, oh, well, South Carolina this and South Carolina that. You don't have a fucking chance in hell. It's just the way that it is. I don't want to rub your nose in it. I'm ridiculous. I like you saying there's zero damn chance? That's what Jeremy McClure says. Zero damn chance. You almost lost to the fruit. We didn't, though. By the way, the fruit would probably beat you. So don't run your mouth. I, I don't. I don't even think that. Okay. I don't think you. I don't think you, you should have lost Syracuse. Should lost Wake. Should lost hey, FSU. The fruit, the fruit is, has lost. Lost a Mizzou. Okay. You, you lost, lost a backup quarterback in Mizzou's a good team. Fucking okay. They're a good lost team. Mizzou's a quality, they're a quality team. Sure. You, you right. don't have a chance, well, my friend. Sorry. I don't want to rub your. Thank nose you, in. gentlemen, for the for the phone call. Appreciate it. I mean. Thanks. All right, thanks. Uh, I have a question for Rob and for Clemson fans who are in here. Here's my question. And be honest. Would you rather Clemson be left out of the playoffs? Say, let's just say you beat us and beat the Tar Heels, but be left out of the playoffs. That way you and Dabo can, can opine about the, the, the SECs against us. We belong. Okay. And then you can do a pretty good bowl game and win the bowl game. You can still say, I think we belong. Instead of getting in the playoffs and having Georgia beat you fifty-four to nothing, and then looking like a fool, would you rather just just you know because you're not being Georgia as if a four seed? If you follow along, if you follow along with the program, you would know that I said that Clemson is not a playoff team. If they get into the playoffs, it's going to be because everyone else sucks an asshole. I mean, I think that there's Georgia and then there's everybody else. It doesn't really matter who's two, three, or four. So I don't, I mean, I want to go to the playoffs because, hey, you want to have an opportunity there, but this isn't a, this isn't a playoff team. It's not. So it's just well, the way. That- well, Dale will act like they are there. Well, Dale will complain. You know, he, he knows how to complain. He knows how to complain, but I, well, I just. I, I, I don't know why we're not in. I mean. Who knows, who knows at this point? I'm not going to try to speak for Dabo Sweeney. Caller, welcome to the program. Hey, Rob. You remember I, me? I don't remember you. Well, I think you do if I bring up my Miami Hurricanes. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're the Hurricanes fan that said that y'all were going to come and beat us. Since now, now I did. Now, listen, you got to give me credit. I called back, okay? You got to give me credit. I did call back. We got our ass whooped because of Davos Dabble, Swinney's devil magic on the sidelines, his antics, you know, summoning demons or whatever, you know, getting into our lineman's head and whatnot. Um, that's the only reason why you won that game. Congratulations to Clemson and their their trickery with uh, Lucifer. But uh, you are not a legitimate program. I'm calling you just to let you know that because Dabo is in cahoots with Satan. I mean, he's right. You, know, but... you say the same things to my face when I'm standing in front of you that you want to say to my answer machine. If not, then lose my number, motherfucker, because you're pissing me off. Thank you for calling the program. What you, what you have to do to one of the things you can do to knock Clemson off, and not a lot of people know this. You got to get you got to get to him. You got to run some trick plays kind of behind the back when they're having choir practice, and um, it works. I, works. I expect, look, that's how I, Notre Dame got him. Let me let me make sure that we put this out there too. Comrade won't be here Sunday if the Clemson Tigers lose. He'll be under a rock and trying to, I don't know, build better people, whatever the fuck it is he does now. I know that Jackpot will be here, and what Jackpot will say is that it was nothing that Clemson did. It was South Carolina shot themselves in the foot, and that's why they gave up 45 points. And they're going to fix this because Rattler's going to leave, and they're going to get a new offensive coordinator, and you guys wait till next year. So there you go. That's the program on Sunday is – Comrade not here and Kale bringing up those same things over and over and over again. That's why I don't I don't like rubbing it in their noses in it. I really don't. It's not fun anymore. It's really not. The best thing that could happen for this rivalry is for South Carolina to win a game. But I'm on the uh I, I did say the last three games they would cover the spread. They're two for two so far. They'll pick up the third one here this week. And uh, the decade of dicking will continue. Just the way Brandon, Brandon Kuhn says Brett McMurphy has South Carolina playing Notre Dame in the Gator Bowl jackpot. How upset would that make Clemson fans if uh, South Carolina goes out and drops their nuts and uh, drags them all over leprechaun ass? Well, uh, even, even, even funnier, too, is that the game the Clemson may play Tennessee in a bowl game. Can you imagine Tennessee – Destroying Clemson in the bowl game, and we've been their name. I mean, that'll be just kind of oh, Joe Milton. Oh, they run it up. Tennessee's not that good. Uh, caller, what you got? Hey, how's it going? Evening, Tater Man, evening, Jackpot, evening, Jeez. other man. I don't really know who you are, but uh, <laughs> I just have a few things to say. So, Jackpot, this is kind of random, but the last caller made me think of it. And you said something in your one of your videos the other day, basically, like whatever happened to not that I'm this great person, but whatever happened to just being like, you know what? We lost. We suck. We got to play better. Yeah, but hold and on. We should get you, back to that. Did you did you catch Jackpot's lineup right at, right after that? Because I laugh really hard. He said, <laughs> you probably come at me and say, well, Jackpot, when Will Shipley ran for 150 yards. You said, oh, that had nothing to do with him. That was just because of all those broken tackles, which is what Well, yeah, Jackpot just hates Will Shipley. We all know that. <laughs> I, I was sitting here, and I, I was laughing. I was like, didn't you just say, why couldn't it be we just lost? No, no, no. Fuck Will Shipley. Jackpot's got to get that in there. Holy shit. No, I feel it. And the other thing well, I see why. Hey, cover your ass. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, what do you got? But I think, Rob, 12-1, and one, Tater champion. I mean, I know there's the whole playoff shuffle coming, but I think, look, the ACC isn't great this year, but I think it's being disrespected. I don't see how a 12-1 and one Tater doesn't get in, yeah. but we'll see what happens. All right, well, see y'all. I, I... Uh, we, you know, we'll talk about that when all that gets here. Get through this game, make sure nobody gets hurt, and then uh, beat this North Carolina team that fucking shit the bed last week against Georgia Tech. I don't know how that happened. So um, Diego's coffin says Clemson lost to the worst Norte Dame team in a decade. Yeah, yeah, what? Yeah, but people uh, tend to forget. I think it was it like 2018. Didn't Notre Dame go like four and eight? They had a really bad year. And, and plus, the, the, the team Clemson lost to is not the one that lost to Marshall. And they had gotten the shit together a little bit by that time. So, kind of disagree. They're a pretty good team. Although, I mean, it was, it was funny watching Clemson lose to them. Don't well, the get reason, twisted. The reason that it's funny is because Clemson doesn't lose very often. They don't. Yeah. So, Can't argue with that. All right, well. Uh, final call for call 803-470-2905 803-470-2905 I, I personally think that if Clemson goes 12-1 and one, depending on what happens ahead of them um, I think that uh, th- there's a shot for them to be the number four team but I don't think that being number four this year is like being number eight last year in my opinion which is the way the teams are set up but that's just me <clears throat> So, all right. Well, there you go. Um, I don't think we do. We have anything else you guys want to go over? Comrade says he's done. Jackpot. What else you got, buddy? I'm just reading some of the comments here. Uh, Hover Billy Paul says Clemson ain't no Tennessee. You will see. Rattler may not make it to the second half. Hover Billy Paul's been. Uh, uh, uncharacteristically chesty over here tonight in the comment section. I've been noticing it looks like a lot, a lot of confidence exuding there. Why, I mean, why would he not, not make it to the second half? I mean, you know, I mean, we're, uh, I do. Want to they're, they're, playing, they're playing, knocking him out or knocking him out or he's going to play so bad. They're not going to put him in there. Brother, I, I, no, I don't, I don't see that happening. That's kind of far-fetched. Some, somebody asked earlier if Clemson loses, at home, do the fans still meet at the Paul? And I would like to address that. What happens? Okay, um, they do meet at the Paul. I've been there before when we've beaten Clemson in Death Valley, and what happens is they they let everyone go on the field, and so Gamecock fans go on the field during this time and have some fun. So, long story. Um, this is back in I believe it was '94. I forgot now. But we're kicking their ass, and um, this lady who's sitting next to me, her husband's got the, the headphones on, listening to the radio, Tater Radio, like oblivious was going on. And the whole game long, she's like taking her pom-pom and shoving it in my face whenever Clemson does anything well. A real, a real gem. Anyway, so as the game is getting out of hand, she starts packing up her stuff to leave. And me being a wise-ass, I'm only, you know, young youngster at this point, I said, ma'am, you should stay. We're going to have a party down in the field afterwards. 
And she looked at me and my friend and says, you boys best get yourselves back to Columbia and don't you dare go on that field. So we go on the field and my, my best friend who grew up a Gamecock fan since birth um, took the souvenir cup that he had his Diet Coke in, whatever it was, and fills it up with Clemson turf. Okay? He still has it. And the cop down there came up to him and says, boy, do you do that to your front yard? Like all mad and, you know, all the stuff there too. So what happens is they do meet at DePaul, but it's Gamecock fans down there mostly having a good time when they lose. Um, so um, that's kind of what happened. I think Clemson fans kind of leave because it's just kind of, yeah. So that's what makes it great about beating them there is because they have that tradition and you can go on the field and just party in the field and, and mock them. And so I won't be there on Saturday. Um, but uh, if they do win, I'm going to I'm gonna know that there'll be some young Gamecock fans like myself back in the day on the field, enjoying it, taking the, the grass home and laughing at taters all the way. So it'll be a good time if that happens. That, that, was, way, that was way back in the day when they had the, the old scoreboard that had that um, that that sickly looking tiger, yeah. remember at the top of it, like kind of in the middle, looked like he had rabies or something. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, <laughs> I, I did recall something like that. But yeah, I wonder who has that tiger now. Yeah, but it's, I bet it's I, at Danny Ford's house. I tell you, driving up there, it's, it's an experience. Oh my lord, it takes like eight hours to get up there. If it seems like it's like, <laughs> it's like wow. a time machine. You're driving back to 1947. Well, it's, like, it's really like being it's it's being in a time warp. It is. It's honestly like like cell phones don't work up there. Like it's it really is. It's it's like you know you've got to park in a cow pasture. I mean it's it's unreal. It's but, awful. You know, I mean it's like it's welcome back to 1979. So I've been there. Uh, I've been there five times, I believe. Right. Um, I swore I'd never go back after the after the push-off play. I swore I'd never go there again. But Dennis and Rob forced me to go four years ago against my will, helped me at gunpoint to, to force me to go. Um, and so I broke my promise, but I, I, um, I have no desire to go back there, never again. That's because you end up generally with a loss, but that's all no, right. We've actually we've done pretty well when I go up there, actually. We actually play pretty well. I'm, I probably should go up there just because I think they need me up there for the win, just for my support. Well. Clemson has more wins in the series in Columbia than South Carolina does overall in the series. So there's that. I mean, Williams Bryce is technically ours too. So yeah, I know that that fact hurts a lot of feelings. Anyway, happy Thanksgiving, gentlemen. Happy enjoy, Thanksgiving. Enjoy yourself uh over the weekend. Jackpot's got a stream with the Mizzou game on Friday. And then um uh, I are you being objective Saturday? Are you being a, are you gonna be on with the Gamecock Saturday, Jackpot. I know you said you were going to be objective before. Which way are you going to go? Because you know what's coming. <laughs> I think I answered that question Saturday night, didn't I? Mm, all right. Just wanted to make sure it was there. All right. Brock says it's nice to see you. And by the way, thank the comrade for coming on. I mean, he, it was he's fun, a guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, it was uh, it was nice having uh, the comrade here tonight. All right, appreciate it. You guys have a happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you later on. Bye, guys.